So 18, that was a year you launched your own software tool, right? Yeah. So we launched one. Uh, we actually launched the first version of that in the summer okay. of 18. And um, we're actually finishing up the first beta group for the 2.0 version of, of that tool. It's called Nurture. We're finishing that up this week and we're launching the new version in two weeks from awesome. tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now, we walked a journey where we were an agency. We built a software tool. I know it's not as sexy as it looks from the outside, but what I like about what you did is you perfected a process and then you build a tool. You didn't do it the other way around. But would there be any insights or any lessons that you learned from venturing into this space of building tools to like increase your efficiency that you'd want to share? Yeah. I mean, I personally made the most mistakes with this part of our business this year, just because I'd never done it before. And I stupidly didn't take the time to stop and you know, hire a mentor or hire a coach who's done it before. So I kind of learned the hard way. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I, Those are the most expensive coaches. <laughs> I know. That's right. It's just really every, again, you know, I'm stubborn, I guess, or, or stupid or both. But, uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> made this mistake before. But, you know, this is the thing that I will say is I think it's much smarter to, like what we did is we, we said, okay, we, we figured out what works and there's some tools that will help us do it better. And we kind of pasted them all together, right? Mm-hmm. It's publicly available tools. And then we, again, we became obsessed with being like, why does this stink so bad? You know, I mean, no one's solved this before. I mean, and we really tried. I mean, we tried every tool on the market that even remotely came close to doing what we thought we needed to do yeah. to execute our system with it, you know? And so finally, when we built our own, it was probably like, 40 to 60% of what we knew it could be, but it was still getting people awesome results. Okay. It was still better than everything else that, you know, the pasted version of the public tools, um, like way better. So okay. I would say two things like hire someone who's done it before if you've never done it mm-hmm. to help you um, and guide you on all the, the steps that it takes and the particulars. And then number two, don't be in a rush to like put a bad product out there, but also don't be afraid to put something out that's like not as good as you know it could be. Yeah. That it's even better than the stuff that's out there on the market because you know, you're going to help people with yeah. that first version. It might be ugly, it might not do everything you know it can do, but if it's yeah. still going to help people and it's better than what's out there, you're ready. Just get it out, you know. Awesome. Because we still, you know, I think that step was like we're not here unless we make that first step in some way shape or form. So yeah. now we are here and you know, publish is better than perfect. So Yeah, dude. That's that was my attitude. Yeah. How does having nurture out there impact your client business? Is this rolled into their service or like how, yeah. from a business standpoint, how are you setting all this up? Yeah, we just rolled it in. Um, today, it's, you can only get it through our service. So we have a URL for it, but we don't have like a public website or sales page for it. It's just in our program. So the second somebody pays us and signs the agreement and we onboard them, we sign them up in the system and you know book their, their uh, lead nurturing call uh, where we show them the process of how to use it and all that. So they don't even really know the name of it until they get in. And it honestly doesn't matter because our process is the thing that gets the result. Yeah. Again, this is just kind of a tool. So it's been like that to date, but we are getting more and more requests from people to just kind of like have the software. So we're going to work on that this year, making it sort of a little bit more publicly available. And so we'll probably create like our system will be the training that we give to people and more of a traditional like online course. Yeah. 
so that they're going to get like the strategy with the software that mm -hmm. they can use in their own gym or their own agency. So yeah, that'll be the other difference is we get a ton of agency owners who've asked us to white label our tool and the previous answer has been no with this, this version, the answer is yes, we can definitely do that for any type of agency who's helping a client book an appointment is really who would, you know, use it. So that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I want to kind of dial into your mindset and like, when you look back at Rob Bailey in 2012 versus Rob Bailey today, what are some of the big shifts that you've made in, in this journey um, to kind of be the leader of your team and to be the leader of these clients as you continue to scale up? Yeah, th that's a good question. So one thing that I've found um, through all this is like the business's growth, I think, is directly related to my personal growth as the leader of the business. And so I wouldn't call myself a self-development junkie, but it's more like I, I think the self-development is a necessary part of the growth. And so, yeah. you know, I've, like I'll give you an example. Mindset wise, if I had a bad client experience or someone, you know, ripped us off or, you know, what, whatever the case may be, like a bad client day. Yeah. Everybody kind of knows what those days are, are, you know. I mean, dude, it would mess me up for like few days after that, maybe even a week, you know, and I, I would just be in a funk. And now I've just got such a utilitarian attitude towards it that I'm like, well, I can either sulk about this for a few days or a week and let that person take my energy and, and decision-making in the direction that I know that it shouldn't go, especially if I want to help other people, yeah. or I can go help more people who actually want this kind of help, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that might sound like a small a small thing, but I, you know, we kind of run a very heart centered agency, um, at the core of it. And obviously we have lines and rules and, you know, things like that, that, that we, we don't let our clients cross. But outside of that, we try to give as much as we can to them, as much of us as we can. And so, you know, previously I would just be in like total Debbie Downer mood for, <laughs> for way too long, you know, yeah. for things like that to happen. I have to view it like, you know, yes, this is a business and it makes makes us money and that's the function of a business, right? But when our clients are winning, you know, us making money will take care of itself. So we've kind of become like obsessed with getting them results, but also have this healthy attitude. Like if somebody just doesn't want it that bad for their business, then there's not much that we can do to help them yeah. at a certain point, you know, and we just have to let that go and be like, you know, hey come back to us when you're ready or let us refer you to someone who might be a better fit or, you know, just, just, you don't have to do anything either. You know, you don't have to hire an agency, just yeah. do things your own way and like see how that goes for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are the kinds of conversations we have started to be more okay with having. Right. Okay. And it's a lot easier to have that type of attitude when you've got new opportunities at your doorstep constantly, you know, I mean, you know, we spend a lot of money on ads for client acquisition and we get people applying to us, coming to us like almost daily, you know? So it does help when you've got other ideal clients knocking at your door saying, yes, I do want this help. Yes. I would love to have somebody like you, yeah. you know, get us those kinds of results. So does that, does that answer the question? That's huge. Cause it's, it's a, how you, how you address adversity. Cause like adversity is going to either strengthen you or it's going to crush you. So how do you approach and address adversity? Is that going to be a motivator and help you move forward or is it going to bog you down? Yeah. 
being resilient is like a good thing to have, like emotionally resilient and whatnot. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, you know, I think it also comes down to like taking good care of yourself. And I know people talk about this all the time, but I didn't take good care of myself at my previous agency, you know, and we have had three kids since then. So there's a lot of nights where I don't get good sleep or much sleep at all, um, or my wife doesn't or whatever the case may be. And so you just have to kind of give yourself a break every once in a while too, and be like, look, it's all right, man. Like, and I'm talking to myself here, you know, like, <laughs> you know, not every day, like it's, it's a lot like baseball or like, you know, any kind of sport analogy you want to make, like the best batting average in history was not a thousand, you know, no one batted a thousand for a season yeah. ever history of baseball. So, you know, you got to give yourself a break and just be like, well, today was a miss or I made a mistake, but tomorrow could be an awesome day if I'm open to, to viewing it that way, yeah. you know, and, and also having some perspective, like my family means everything to me. So a lot of times when I'm having a bad day, I just go give gratitude in general or mm-hmm. spend some time with my kids and play yeah. and do something cool with them, take them to lunch or something. And, you know, it's like, okay, that's silly client. I, you know, <laughs> not even think about that anymore. So I think it is about, it's, it's all those things mixed together, but that is the personal development side of it is like, I'm in control of my mindset. I'm in control of my decision-making. I have choices. Yeah. You know, my day doesn't have to look a certain way. It can look the way that I want it to in an ideal way. And so those, those kinds of things take effort and discipline and practice though. So yeah. I would say it's definitely the kind of thing where you get better at over time. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Agency Journey. I'm Andrew. I'm a co-host here on the podcast, and I'm a founder of Zen Pilot. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love a five-star review and a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of this podcast. You could drop that over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other agency owners that are enjoying this podcast, join our community. Head over to Agency journeyinsiders.com that's going to take you to our special private Facebook group a collection of owners from around the world who are on their own journey to build their own agency so head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com join the group today and if you're at a point where you're ready for some help and you want to implement processes and systems to scale your agency you can head over to zenpilot.com slash free training and there you can watch a special 19 minute training presentation where we walk through the exact process that we use at Zenpilot to help agencies implement processes and systems so they can scale their business without reinventing the wheel for every client and that allows agency owners to pull out of the weeds and spend more time working on their business. So hope you're enjoying the content here today. We'd love it if you join our community and we can't wait to hear where you are in your agency journey. Now back to the show. You mentioned earlier that like you have a real heart for your clients and really trying to serve them in a deep way and give them everything you can. How do you as the leader of the agency transfer that same vision to your team to get them to operate with that same heart and attitude towards clients? Good question. I've never thought about it that way before. Um, I think it just comes down to like a culture thing, like hiring good people. Um, people who also like get excited about that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, what these are, I would call them tactical things, but you know, first of all, hire awesome people who do care, you know, like a lot of these small business owners, we're like, we've been told several times we've saved their business. You know, we've been told several times that no one else would help them this way, things like that. So those, that's like very rewarding, but 
you know, one thing that we do is we always share client wins and team wins. Um, like we've got a all hands meeting once a week for an hour. We try to make it pretty quick, but we start the meeting off doing client wins and we end the meeting doing team wins. And that just gets people excited. Like, you know, and if those things don't excite you, like you're probably not in the right place, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's like the direct benefit of our efforts and the way that we've set this up. I mean, our clients get quick wins, you know, it's one of the things that I love the most about our new model is that we can help them very quickly put money in their pocket, you know, and like keep their doors open or hire another employee. I mean, you know, you're making a direct impact very quickly. So th- I think that's been the key is just to like make sure that people that we do have on our team care about those things also. And then making a little bit of time at least just to be like, yo, this rad thing happened this week. Let's clap it up. You know, yeah. let's get weird, <laughs> dance around for a second. And that's that's pretty much it. Beyond that, I just don't, I, like I've never tried. I've never been like, hey, you should care about this or anything yeah. like that. So I think it just kind of, it bleeds through, right? I mean, people it trickles down, if you will, if you want to use that word. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Now you said just hire good people like it's easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any, any tips on like what, how do you go out and find the right fit, the right person? Um, where do you look? When do you know it's the right time? How do you make those yeah. decisions? Yeah, so that's another area where I grew a lot this year. I made tons of mistakes. I wasn't stringent enough this year on that that note. I think I should have been a little more picky, um, maybe a lot more. Um, the decisions I think come from, like I always look at, you know, number of units, right? So, meaning when we've got fifty clients and we know that we need an, an account manager, you know, an account manager can handle about fifty accounts, something like that, um, depending on how they all look. If they're all the same. You can do that. Uh, if they're all different, it might be a little like fewer, 30, 40, something like that. So what I always try to do is is to measure things by units and just look at like, okay, how much time space do we have? Like, I'm okay even being a little bit overloaded with our team because our system is so simple. Almost anyone can jump in and help with any part of it if they had to, which is a nice, nice benefit to have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, like we've, we've hired too fast because I was freaking out a little bit because we were growing so fast. And I was like, dang, we need some, some more bodies in here, you know, more hands. And, uh, you know, I hired a little too fast and the person just wasn't a good fit. And I mean, it was apparent immediately that they were not going to work out. And so I would much rather like hustle for two more months and wait and find that kind of unicorn hire, um, who's just going to be a perfect fit than like, get someone in there who's not good, who's just making a mess of things and just totally like breaking our whole system, basically like system or possibly like spoiling the the bunch, you know, like yeah, when things go wrong, a lot of people out there, they just, they don't know what to do and, or they react negatively or they, you know, complain. And it's like that can bleed into other parts of your organization. So I, I'm trying to be more like super careful because that's been very detrimental to us at times. Yeah. Um, and we'd, we've had to let those people go, but as far as how do I hire people? Um, what I try to do, to be honest, Andrew, is I try to find people who are not trained in this industry. Hmm. Um, like we've always, you're at the workshop. We talked about, like, we have a lot of single moms, but like stay at home moms, part-time stay at home moms who also want to work from home. And that's worked out really well for us. But the people who we hired did not necessarily have like 
a particular skill set that was specific to our system when they came into our organization. So we hired mostly for the intangibles and for general skill sets like computer savvy, able to problem solve quickly, you know, used to using apps, like things like that, like just basic stuff, basically able to learn quickly, able to be efficient, self-discipline. You know, if you're working from home, you got to basically be in charge of yourself to a degree, honesty, ethics, like all that stuff. I mean, it sounds almost silly, but that's really what, how we hired. And, you know, for example, Betsy, who's been with me for years now, she's like, I mean, the flexibility that this offers and the the fact that we're able to help these clients and wake up every day and like be stoked on what we're doing is like rare. It's hard to find, you know, for someone like her. And so we've really had good luck just doing it that way rather than posting, uh, you know, like a job description on a Indeed or Monster or whatever people do and getting 5 million applications and going, oh, this guy was a rocket space technician, so he'd be great at this, right? <laughs> you know, it's much easier for us to just teach people our our way the right way mm-hmm. if they have like a general skill set. So mm-hmm. I guess not every agency owner can do that, but you should definitely consider your offerings if you can't do that because mm-hmm. if your offer is simple enough, you can teach almost anybody how to do the moving pieces. That's when things get really, really good for you, I would say. Dude, nugget right there. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess kind of the last thing here, can you talk a little bit about, like you mentioned I was at the workshop, what are the ways that you're helping agencies now with this model, with the lessons that you've learned? Um, anyone who's listening who wants to learn more about how you're building things out, um, where would you point them? Yeah, absolutely. So we do um, the occasional three-day workshop, which is, you know, the exact same event you attended. And um, what we do is we we help agency owners install some of our best systems. So if you if you uh, want like a lead gen, a lead nurturing, and a sales system, as far as a client delivery perspective is concerned, we teach people how to do that for your niche. And if you're in the fitness niche, that's okay. If you're not in the fitness niche, that's okay too. We can still teach you this stuff. Um, we also have a an awesome agency sales training. So if you um, have inconsistent sales, uh, my business partner did like 800 calls last year. He's an expert at this stuff. Um, so we we also train at this workshop on how to price, package, and sell the way that we have. And one thing that we do that most people don't know that we've been doing this whole time is we have a one-call close script. That's our system. Is like we have someone apply to us, they book a call, and we spend about an hour talking to them. And at the end of that call, we make an offer and they either take it or they don't. Hmm. And so I would say 96, 97% of our sales came from that one call close. And some people call us later, you know, but we didn't chase after them or anything like that. And we never wrote a single proposal. We just made the pitch right there on the phone. And we just, it was all, every single person that came into our system nearly came in on that first phone call. So that's been life-changing. Actually, a lot of the people at the workshop say that's the best part of the event. So there's that. And then in addition, you know, we obviously teach a lot of people want to know about our lead nurturing tool, our two-way text message tool, and how they can wipe label that for their agency. So for the first time, we're actually on January 23rd to the 25th is our next uh, workshop in San Diego. And when people can attend virtually or in person, the in-person seating is very limited. But um, everybody who attends, no matter whether it's virtual or in person, is going to get a chance to white label our tool for the first time at that event. That's awesome. Um, 
yeah. So if people want to check that out, they can, uh, I can give you a URL if you want, but it's, it's just robbailey.com and there's three B's in there. It's R O B B B A I L E Y. People call me triple B. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's robbailey.com slash alchemy. Uh, the cool. event's called Agency Alchemy. So that's the URL if you want to check out the the stuff. You know, we've really um, been fortunate to to help some awesome people like yourself. I mean, it's been so fun to do these events and we're going to do more of them in 2019. We decided just because we enjoy it so much. Nice. So we're, we'll probably do like three of those this year, three to four of them, and then um, maybe some more virtual events. But uh, this one is going to be the funnest because releasing our new lead nurturing tool is just like, I'm a kid in a candy store. I'm like, so yes, cool. <laughs> you guys are all going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I can't recommend yeah. it enough. It was awesome. Um, the way you simplify things, I think is what a lot of people can apply to their business is just stop trying to focus on everything. Like we talked about that on a couple of the sessions already today, just the common fear of focus. Um, but the freedom you find once you've made that decision and you make that jump, it allows you to, to hire people with no like specific skill set, like you don't need them to bring the secret sauce with them because you've already sorted that out. You can focus on the people. So, yeah, absolutely. It. It's life changing, man. It changed my life, honestly. I mean, business and personal. It's just made all the difference. So, awesome. nice. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story and all the awesome nuggets here. We really appreciate it. Of course, man. My pleasure. And anytime. Cool. Thanks, Rob. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to check out the show notes from this episode and all of our past episodes here on Agency Journey, head over to zenpilot.com slash podcast. That's zenpilot.com slash podcast. And here at Zenpilot, we are on a mission to help agency owners build an agency that serves them so they're free to go out and serve the world. If I offered to help you clone yourself in the next 90 days, so you could get out of client delivery and spend more time working on your business instead of in your business using a bulletproof system that we've developed after working in the trenches with over 500 agencies. Would you be interested? Now, just imagine where you could be 12 weeks from now. Your team operates a simple and streamlined system that delivers results. Clients are no longer dependent on you being involved in the process in order for them to see results. So you're no longer the bottleneck. You're finally free to actually work on your business, to be that CEO you've never been able to be until now. And the best part, you don't need to do all of this by yourself. You can leverage our skills and experience here at Zenpilot to skip the expensive trial and error process and go straight to the gold. At Zenpilot, we work with a handful of agencies each month and help them implement the system that allows their business to operate profitably without them being stuck in every single aspect of the business. So if you want to discover more and see if this process can help you scale your agency and pull you out of the weeds, head over to zenpilot.com slash case study. That's zenpilot.com slash case study and watch the video there that walks through our exact process and how it can help you get out of your business and start working on your business so you have the freedom to build the agency that serves you.